What were we talking about before? <laughs> a course line? Yeah. Um, 70s Sondheim. Sondheim going to the 70s. Um, All right. Michael Bennett for uh, the he did it for Follies uh, when he did the choreography. Uh, make a number like Who's That Woman, where their past selves show you how the dance is really done, while current ladies are stumbling around, not doing so good. They're marking it just like in a chorus line, mm. uh, and, and to a degree, it makes you uh, think about how good the actual dancing is because you see how they can uh, make it look like they're bad, and then they could also do it the right way. Wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, he did that in that show. And also, um, someone also made note of the fact that um, a big thing about company was the fact that the in the act two, uh, the side by side thing, the whole gimmick of that number was that um, they were going to do this big song and dance, but the cast weren't dancers. Mm. So it was like kind of clumsy. Yeah. And it was like you were supposed to laugh at it. It's being it's clumsy on purpose. Yeah. I, it's um, supposed to be endearing. The little that I saw of uh, there's some more. um video of that i've seen of the london company it's their side by side um i saw a clip of it yeah and wow. it seems to be that that thing and i yeah company i don't know why you would even like ask anyone to dance at an audition for that yeah. or like anything like that seems like such a secondary factor um i can see in the john doyle so you want someone who like has moves well on their resume or something but like because you're yeah hit certain points and stuff um but yeah i don't i think uh that's also that's a cool choice of that's kind of a content dictates form on michael bennett's part of being like we have these actors so like what can we do with yeah um what is realistic to do with them or like what would play as realistic and it's like a non-experienced dancer doing this kind of hokey like um you know very like a dad dance or yeah. something essentially and it really is like i think that like the 70s were like a brechtian time for broadway because it's like that same kind of shit where um like the dual usefulness of something where like um the thriftiness of an idea can be like built into the idea or like uh you know you make it so that you can have easier show yeah less dancing make it so it's about dancing you know i bet Porchlight theater saved a bundle on uh <laughs> set design if you know what i mean yeah because it just takes place in a yeah empty room yeah so i mean and i don't know maybe that 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 i was thinking about that actually it's like oh yeah you could probably like that's probably why yeah. a lot of productions of chorus line have been able to have like a full cast is because there's a lot of people that have to make up even that um you know what is it i guess like um even the the cast that originally like yeah. gets layered down um is at least uh like what like 17 people 17 think, people yeah. tell their stories yeah that's a lot and uh i want to i was thinking about sondheim too because there's a i forget which book it's in for or for what show i think it might have been uh for assassins i would imagine but he was talking about um when you how you can give the concept of the show away too early and then um then you leave the 
audience like counting down songs like once he realized that oh it's 17 members of an audition and they're each gonna have like their own song he was like damn now i'm just counting down like okay haven't heard her song yet like oh now she's gonna sing her song like Mm -hmm. and then you're just like you know counting your way through it it just becomes so tedious because you're like how many more songs are there yeah which i I feel like is a cooler thing that he kind of like blurred those lines played with expectations better yeah um agreed assassins um and i in a way i and like um but in a chorus line that is probably built into the function in that the director has to say okay what is your thing what is your thing what is your thing yeah we have this and i i did notice that there was like bleed over um that is a another you know gimmick of the show already like it it wasn't just that there was like one person singular story it like breaks off oh yeah yeah they stack them yeah that is pretty cool. It is pretty cool how they stack them. Yeah. It's okay. It's like the I my problem with the show isn't on any of the like any of that. Like conceptually, I think it's like cool idea to yeah. do the audition room and I think that like they have enough real material there that they could have had a killer show. Yeah. Um if you just aim the purpose like to a yeah, more right. productive. Cuz uh, it's just like ends. I don't know. Yeah. It's like so so I think about how Sondheim in his book says um how like in the traditional musical comedies all the characters were adjective nouns you know like awkward sidekick funny old guy yeah alcoholic not complex night watchman (laughs) um but i love that character yeah you gotta have one alcoholic night you gotta have an alcoholic night watchman oh i didn't say anything to me is the blind lighthouse operator oh that's just a tra- oh, shipwreck waiting to happen yeah. uh, i actually played mac the night watchman in philadelphia stories so. oh wow oh can you remember your line whoa turn off turn off the lights i don't know i, I was like <laughs> <laughs> caught a, I, caught, I saw him out in the yard is that happened during the famous uh, masturbation scene uh yeah. You tell him to turn off the lights. <laughs> Son, turn off the lights. <laughs> Son? Don't masturbate in the lights. I know. I'm just the so, night watchman. But... No, who, you, has anybody told you that nobody masturbates with the lights on? It's You get uh, <laughs> fucking diseases if you do that. It's true. It's you have light, to turn them off. The electricity does not agree with your glands. Expose those parts of your body to light particles. <laughs> yeah, the I um That's the why we photons. wear what we do. That's how <laughs> That's why we wear what we that's do. How clothing has got to this point. That's why. It's we not just for looks. Do. It's not just for looks. That's what people don't remember. People forget it and it yeah. makes me sick. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen, brother. Um I got to say what was I talking about? Okay crazy show uh they're going out of control with this show they're getting too theater on me what do you mean uh well for one thing i want to say a quick shout out to the cast of the chorus line um sorry i didn't uh get to say hello because i i had to go i didn't want to say hello could you have said hello they uh too easily they came out too quick i I say so i say cast of a porch light uh stay back there for longer or (laughs) exit through a tunnel i don't know well Um, they're probably getting notes wanted to go home for the night yeah well 
you know, I just, I don't have anything to say to them just yet because I don't want to meet the actor right after the show. <laughs> like, that's not cool. And also, like... Oh, you would hate the theater I'm working at then. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't like to say good show. I mean, I'll say it. Oh, yeah. I'll say it if, I, if it comes down to it. But I mm-hmm. will say, like, in this show, I came out and I immediately saw a cast member and he looked at me and knew that I was a, a person who had seen the show and he started to smile in anticipation of me saying good show, oh, but I didn't say it. No! <laughs> and he was disappointed. Maybe. I don't know. I just, oh. I just walked by. But then, then when I got down to the lobby, there was cast members coming out and the lobby was clogged with their applauders. Yeah. Um, and you could tell that I think it was a lot of relatives seeing the show tonight. Yeah. I think there was a, a lot of our uh, blessed elderly in the audience. <laughs> God bless the elderly. Seem to be the so... only people that can afford theater. Yeah, for real. No, it's like it. It really. It was a lot of old. I think it was almost only old people in the audience. I, if I can be real. It's no. I mean, it's that's a big thing. Yeah. I feel like in Chicago. Yeah. Which like I'm not like ageist. You know, I'm not like being like elderly abuse, uh, abusive of the elderly. I'm not yeah. being like that. I've yeah. never abused elderly. Listen, I've played a production of Full Monty to a. Okay. a we had one audience, uh, okay. a Saturday matinee, only Saturday matinee we had. <laughs> you know the premise of Full Monty? It's just a strip show. Like, strip show. The whole premise is that by the end of it, the characters take their clothes off by the end, take all their clothes off, and then the big moment is they take their underwear off right before you see their junk. So Wait, do you see their junk? No, you don't see their junk. What? Well, potentially you do if you're very careful, but only for a sec. There's a blackout well-timed? Yeah, that's that's the whole premise of the show. That's how every production has ever operated. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was a big thing. Uh, you have to schedule it very carefully. There has to be like intimacy rehearsals and stuff. Like there were points where there, I got several emails that were like, "You cannot come into the theater at this point." <laughs> um, same thing with the show I'm doing now, actually, just because there's so much necking, so much making out. Um, that you can't come into the theater while they're making no, out, just because it's like a sensitive moment. You don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just carrying all my forty guitars in here. I know you're just rehearsing the scene that you'll have to do five hundred million yeah. times and probably establish some sort of emotional connection. Yeah, uh, even if it's you know fake with the person that you're going to be spending all this yeah. time with. Anyway, well, th- yeah, go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say? No, no, no. But I forget what you were saying, and um, it might have been what uh, I was going to say. Well. Just since I was gonna get back to the original point I had, oh. so you want to stay in this world? This is parenthesis one. Okay, I just want to say this is a. I don't know what parenthesis this is. But okay, this is popping up in my head. <laughs> yeah, is that I want to say, and I want to say I don't want to alienate all the actors who are listeners. Mm. I hope that. Oh, no, we already have. <laughs> I know. I hope that actors can realize that like the world of like acting is like fucked up and weird and like. Um, I don't know. I, I was just watching a chorus line and I was like, dude, it's so like fucked up and weird because like to see someone do that stuff. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. so it's so strange. It's bizarre. Um, yeah. Very bizarre. Uh, yeah. It's cool. Though. It's, <laughs> it's cool. It's like, it is like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's, they just like bombard you with shit. Yeah. Um, that show especially. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, uh, the casts the casts are an entity to be feared. 
Um, that's why I leave. That's why I don't say hello because you, you've seen. Yeah. Okay, it's like you don't understand. Like you are in the presence of a group of people who have like a cult-like understanding, and they're like the, everything they know. Guy rocks over, turns on the light. Like everybody knows about that. You know, like they they all know. Wait, what do you mean? The audience all knows? No, the actors. The actors. Oh, they all they know, know. That, that that was gonna happen. They know. <laughs> They know he's going to turn on the light. That's not, they're not just improvising. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's like... I Okay, yeah, so I'm, I also want to say, like, I think as a, as a performer, too, I, I get that thing of, like, you know, you want, obviously, all the lauding and applause that you can, you know, get your hands on because yeah. that's what you do it for, that sweet, sweet... It's what sweet you do it for. Clapping what fills hands. up your meter. Um, but, um... I think what people forget a lot of the times and maybe actors forget sometimes is that um, audiences are intimidated by what they just seen. It's true. And they don't, you know, I can certainly, like, I'm so amazed by actors sometimes that I'm just like, I cannot, I, I, like, you took me somewhere else. Yeah, right? It's like, Um, yeah, I don't want to see you right now. In the not, in the, um, not to make it super cheesy, but it's like, no, I agree. Um, this uh, it, it's wild. It's yeah. like I and um, yeah. I, and it's like it really, I really is struggle like, with that. Even the, with people that I work with, I'm just so like, yeah. wow, holy shit. And the audience is guilty, like in all cases. I, all shows <laughs> like implicate the audience. I think like all good shows, like um, anytime there's like a problem that happens, it's like you just sat and watched that problem happen. Yeah. And it's like you know, it doesn't matter that it's like you paid to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, like you wanted this. This is what you wanted. You wanted a play about like sweet, sweet about like a, a child dying. Oh, this German play. This child dies. This child dies. I can't wait to talk about Spring Awakening. Oh, dude, that show fucking I sucks. A... <laughs> I love playing it though. I kind of like some of. Have the you music. played it? Yeah, I played oh it. Oh my god. I I kind of like some of the music. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> But I dreamed there was an angel. Okay, I will I say like the like the. It's like why is that? Like you get like a couple of like randomly uh, spicy riffs yeah. in that show. It's uh, it's a yeah, like most musical theater. It's 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 a toss up between a lot of different stuff. There's not much consistency. You know what I always say? It's like what I want when I want to see shows. I want to see sad, pale, nineteenth um, century boys talking about wet dreams. And that's all. <laughs> that's it. That's all. And then one of them fucking shoots themselves. Yeah. And it's like, damn, you bet you wish you could have stopped it, right? Right. Like, you were just sitting here while all that happened, dumbass. And also, uh, child abuse. Yeah, right? Like, you're just watching these kids being like, yeah, being being all sexed up. And you're they're, they're like, yeah, this is hot for you. <laughs> Which is also, like, a part of a bigger thing, which I feel like the more corporate things generally tend to be more, like, weird predatory shit with, like, young mm-hmm. people. I mean, F- Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. All this, all these shows are pretty much like that these days. Uh, um, Phantom of the Opera is kind of, in a weird way, like, chorus line in the sense really? that... I don't know... Uh, I, okay, that's a huge. I'm making a huge leap, wow. which I did not even begin to ex- explain. Wow. But what I mean is that the Phantom is like this. 
you know, genius, right? He's, he's like got, the line. He, he's like Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, um, he is like the, you know, fucked up genius. He's yeah. the Jerome Robbins. Okay, yeah. Um, because he, in this, in in a different way, he's not in a directorial position. He has no position of power except that which he imposes through intimidation, fear of death, whatever. Yeah. But, um. He is also, like, has the singing voice, right? So he's, like, that's his big intrigue to Christine, the male, the female lead. Oh, okay. Um, uh, because she is a singer, and she and he, like, helps her along. That's kind of the storyline of the show. He, yes, like, that seems to be, like, weirdly romanticized by these shows that are written by, like, directors. And, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like they, like, love to think about, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll help you with your career, and you'll like be my permanent GF for like a little while or like whatever, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a love interest in this show, but it's this weird thing where like um, his like ex comes to audition, and um, then the rest of the cast is on a break, and he's like uh, to his assistant Larry, who is like I gotta say shout out to Larry. Larry was like the most like I was like dude this is Larry like <laughs> I love I saw him immediately like dance assistant he's like demoing all the dances for people so like he has a lot of stage time but like almost no lines yeah um and but he's like great at the dancing huh. you know and and so he's always there he's always referenced but never has a line he's like that Portlandia character or whatever <laughs> like you know you know yeah, yeah. that's they a cut I, to a, a blank face of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like Larry's just reaction mm. it's just like ju- like he had like three lines but it was like. When Larry talked, I was like, yeah, Larry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he was he's like, Larry, go get my, like, ex or whatever from the basement or wherever they're taking their break. Oh, no, he's like, everybody, take a break, except for you. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, and then so she's like, you wanted to see me, Mr. Director, <laughs> sir? And he's like, Carol, why are you trying out for the chorus? You're all good enough to be the star of the show. And this is his ex? Yeah. Yeah. And so she's come. I don't know if her name is really Carol. I forget what her name is, but um, she's come back to uh, come back and be in his chorus. And I don't really get what that's all about. He's like, he's like, I am mad at you from the past, or but I can't remember why. But she's basically <laughs> just like, I'm here to be on your dick, Zach, and like uh-huh. I'm here to I'm gonna like do my damnedest and I'll do whatever. Oh, because she wants um like to get back into the industry oh. but she wants to like do it the right way so she wants to be in the chorus i don't get why she wants to be in the chorus someone hmm. email me and explain why she wants to be <laughs> in the chorus but um i don't know it's weird he yeah it's again he i feel like he kind of like is just this god voice who traps people in the room like um she's kind of just like being she doesn't want to talk to him i don't know it's weird it's like a weird scene and then she dances this whole crazy number and I don't. I couldn't even tell you what it's about. But <laughs> I'll have I, to watch this and see if I can. But I will say the dancing. On. The dancing is stunning. And I want to say I do not trust dancers because I believe they're trying to fool me by doing strange things with their bodies to make me react. Like it's the grand spectacle of it all. I feel like um, you like there. The show lacks some certain substance and like some certain some sort of like transitions, like these believable transitions, like you know, an epiphany or whatever, like where like big, big character moments happen. It's like the show doesn't want to spend as much time, like putting it into the script to make you believe it. So it just kind of like overloads you with like dancing. 
when it's a dancey show. Uh, so you're saying in... it's like a fight scene, but it, it's a dance. It it condenses emotional moments. It just like makes up for them. I feel like right. Well, I think a a problem that you have built into it is that you have 17 characters. Yeah. So you the amount of time you could spend delving into any one of them is very little because just sheer numbers like yeah. ratio to like time to character right well there's there's of course a great hierarchy of the characters right that's um, true so there's zach the director undoubtedly the main <laughs> character and then there's larry who is the best character and then there's his um auditionees who uh there of there are main supporting leads like the girl he likes who does this she has a solo dance right yeah big song um and then there's also this guy paul who becomes a big centerpiece of act or not act two, but of the later part of the show, because he, um, after he has this discussion with his wife or his ex, um, he brings Paul in because Paul, he's like, Oh, I like to look at that Paul. Let's, let's talk to Paul now, Larry. <laughs> and then he summons Paul and he's like, Paul, you're Puerto Rican, aren't you? And Paul's like, yes. And he's like, why are you pretending to be Italian? They love Puerto Ricans on Broadway. Jeez. Yeah, it's like, it's weird. And then he's like, because Paul was like, um, when he was, when everybody was talking about their lives, because he's like, no, tell me about your childhood. Like, by the way, you have to tell him like your deepest secrets about your childhood, pretty much. And like, if you don't, like, see ya. Like, it's part of the audition. You have to open up. Yeah. Like, this dude want like, he has no like emotions in his life or something. He's like, pull your heart out for me right now. I want to see you fucking cry right now. And it's just like, that's like, he just has only time to do that all day, you know? Yeah. Well, that is, um, and that's you like, cause you are the audience and he's voice is coming from mm-hmm. you. Right. But I, I think, you know, a responsible production would probably frame, try and frame it, you know, that the director is wrong or that, you know, that I don't, I just, I feel like it's not, you feel like the fingers pointed at the audience too. No, I feel like it's like nobody's wrong. I feel like it's like nobody's wrong. It's just like this, you know, we all get like emotional sometimes. Well, I know that I know that that's what the show is trying yeah. to say, but like Yeah, I think they could, I think it it could be do a better job, but also like the, the show itself is so it's like tacky and problematic at times, so it's just like it it wouldn't be like you wouldn't be able to buy them like making a moral demonstration of this character of the director um in sort of like a like teaching you a lesson kind of way because they're you know like the the show itself is like at least it's like outdated you know what i mean like i would say like i i th- i think that um but in the same way that the choreography like we were talking about shows you um you know what's right and wrong about a dance isn't yeah. this saying about the directorial position like what essentially a director has to do like in a kind of the most generalized generalized like blown out of proportion way they have to you know get you to experience your most traumatic moments i guess so man but like there's different schools of thought on directing yeah you don't have to make people i mean that's the thing it's like i don't necessarily know how much of a full-on take i have on that theatrical style thing mm-hmm. um because certainly sondheim is a guy who's you know you see manny patinkin and he's on he's crying on stage he's welling up with tears really and so like that's real shit i don't know um 
yeah, I don't know how. What am I saying? I I think Sondheim shows sometimes like the character is strong enough that like that's the director. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Um, and so a director that would direct a Sunday in the Park would hopefully not be like. You know, hit your marks, Mandy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's true. I, it would allow a certain amount of collaboration for also the, the challenging kind of cerebral nature of that show as yeah. well. Um, and yeah, like you said, this is... What I mean is that this, this show is, from what I can surmise, like shedding this light on this one kind of like frowned upon um style of directing um but not offering like a reasonable solution or like shedding a light on it in a responsible way yeah i mean i don't i think that like the director still kind of gets to be the cool guy in the end yeah um and i think that the whole thing is just like well we love it you know like like and like like i said the audience again don't want to sound uh uh octophobic or whatever um octogenaria generical phobic but uh you know the audience was old and it played well for them i think because they were down to laugh at the more problematic shit and they were like um i don't know more down to be just like ah yes just like it always happens because they also like all new chorus lines so it's like whatever like all the weird like i don't know it's just like it's sure it is very like it tells on itself mm. you know what i mean it's and it's like viscerally exposing um but it's like sort of just a spectacle like it's just like a sight to be seen yeah kind of like the audience has like the full responsibility of like making their own decision about like what happened yeah well then it works for that audience yeah that age of audience it's true um yeah i'm just kind of thinking about like I don't know. I always think about this concept of like how fame is like this virus almost. Yeah. Where like your associations with a thing, uh, with uh, some sort of part of it, um, frame your attachment or perspective on it yeah. as an audience member. Um, like I, my show, what I'm doing right now, uh, people will be like. Jason Robert Brown, that's the thing. Like, that's the show was what people associated with. So, like, his music has whatever association with people. So they, I'm assuming, see it for that. Or whatever. It's because of whatever. Good reviews or... Chris Jones. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> not enough. But, like, um, so that I think that is, again, what allows the sort of rebootification of this culture as well as that um you know these audiences have these associations with this thing like they know chorus line or they know they like shows about show business this kind of show business um and uh that's okay for them but like a new thing would be like that'd be more challenging somehow than like oh, it the problematic happen. nature of like yeah. the the thing that they already like totally. associate with. I mean it wouldn't ha- I feel like you couldn't do a show like Chorus Line even in the 80s. You couldn't do a show like Crab Lord <laughs> for a bunch of 
Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna get it. We don't want to be genericophobic. Yeah. Gen- generational true. phobic. It's true. I do think I sometimes am guilty of thinking that way, and I'll just admit it. I think I have ageist thoughts sometimes, and I'm. Oh yeah. I'm willing to be like you know accountable as far as I can be, but that's the thing, and I think part of it is um, uh, how many of the of those dang guys are like uh, creepy. Uh, anyway. Mm. And uh, yeah. Fighting I mean, wars and it, was racist. They, that but I you know. <laughs> it's not. The, it's not like they're all great. Yeah, I would say they're mostly worse. <laughs> they're not. They're not at least being like overly specific about like what we should say and like yeah. in order to be like sorting out the problems that they have built and yeah. uh, and you know again it's not any specific generation. It's just like the layout of time, like the fucking. It's just like us, but shit of in like the light. humanity exposing itself. Just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the, the, I feel like the past generations are like the, the like worst to look at while they're still alive because like, you can see how they fucked up, and it's like you're fucking up the world really bad too. Mm-hmm. Like our generation is fucking up the world like on a more massive scale than any ever. You know, they all just get worse. But like, you can see the ones from the past because you already know what happened. Yeah. So and then you can see how it relates to you. Yeah. And the only reason we're saying all of this is because we've only gone around that dang old sun a few times and our it's experiential true. nature doesn't cause us to vote for Trump. Yeah, we we don't we don't we're too young. Yeah, we're too young. We're too young. You must be this we're old to vote for Trump. Too young to understand why someone would uh yeah, vote It just for it goes like over that. our heads as yeah. an older reference. Yeah. No, but I mean I do kind of also believe that is yeah. like the you know that that is all that's just human behavior the yeah. the young will scoff at the old and then vice versa yeah Take a look at the little night generational music. That's the patricide beginning of the show yeah um i was just <laughs> watching um i was just watching the new, the new I, metal band i i uh i uh was watching the the new black mirror it took me a long time to get to it the bandersnatch oh yeah um and i was you know, it had me saying "Kill Dad." You know. Wait, which one is that? It's where "Kill Dad." Oh yeah, <laughs> that's where "Kill Dad." That's what Dad. Do you immediately kill Dad? No, I didn't immediately kill Dad, but I wanted to, and then eventually I was like, okay, I knew I would actually get to kill Dad. Like, you're not well, gonna just say "Kill Dad" and not kill yeah, Dad. The yeah. experience of that episode two is that you want to experience everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so eventually, you have to get to kill Dad. Yeah, like, you have to kill Dad. Otherwise, you'll get to the spooky ending. The um one one of the endings spooked me real hard. I had, I've only seen one. Oh really? I only did one play playthrough. Oh okay. So you didn't like me. I just kind of like kept going through. I killed dad many times. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different. I killed dad. Cats. I don't know. I, I killed there's dad. We were in the kitchen. Endings. I killed dad with ashtray. And then the damn <laughs> the damn hound found his body because little fucking Johnny or whatever didn't know you got dig grave yeah, sixty yeah, yeah. deep. <laughs> God damn it! The fucking neighbor dog was poking around all the time in this soil. You know you can't just dig a light. Also, it was like the side yard. Like I feel like how you <laughs> dig a grave for your dad, like in the middle of the fucking neighborhood. I don't Even know. at night, it's like you neighbors could just look out the window and see you burying dad out in the yard. I don't know. That's just suburb life, you know. You gotta like at least take him out to like a Lakers man. Like if you, I'm just saying, if you bury Dad on the property, <laughs> Alex, do we have to get your team on some uh, murder liability? Well, issues? no, 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 because um, I don't bury Dad on the property. <laughs> I don't do it. I also because that rotten hound gets there. I also think it's just funny how eventually, like, you have to kill. Dad. You have to kill. Yeah, I love when there's no choice. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I knew, and I knew it would be that way, because it kind of, it kind of started to be that way. Like, but that's the whole like. That's almost why I didn't play through again, because I felt like, oh, I thought the point of that episode was like, you kind of get these like things anyway, like these things that you didn't want to do, end up uh, happening, like or your other choice. They were like, no, just kidding. That wasn't really like the one. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to see all of them. One was real spooky. I'm gonna try another one. One's like a shock ending. Really? Yeah, like jump scare. It really got me. Really? Yeah, spooky. Really? Yeah. I'll I tell s- you what it is. I saw the one where he's um he dies. Oh, and that's a lot of. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like in jail and he's carving the glyph on the wall. Oh yeah. And then um, because he killed his dad, because kill dad, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because his his hero rider was like kill wife, cut off with head. Yeah. He was like kill dad. You always kill someone. That's how it works. Right. <laughs> so anyway, it's kind of fucked up episode. I I like when I like my I don't like that episode. Yeah, I have mixed feelings. I I think it was like hyped up to be this like genre bending like revolutionary thing. At least in my mind, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I could not imagine ex- in a world experiencing art like that ever. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it has to do with this kind of thing we're talking about a little bit. Is this kind of like yeah. what you're being presented, what you're being shown? Yo, like the I don't mi- want to choose the like, mind fuck genre is really getting exploited these days. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's a hot market right now. I mean, we got Golden Boy, Jordan Peele. I know, and and, and I just I'm only halfway through the new uh, third episode of Twilight oh, yeah. Zone. I so like don't, it. Don't don't tell me what happens. I like it so far. I, <laughs> I. Uh, I'm only halfway through. Don't tell me what happens. I like it so far. I, it's not about that. I, okay. Um, uh, I've, I think I'm developing a new dangerous hobby where I comment on uh, reviews I don't like. <laughs> wow, we're gonna get a book about you. Um, no. The no. reviewer bandit. I've only done one so far. And... Well, <laughs> I'd say it's not too dangerous yet, I Perry. I don't like reviewers in a lot of, especially in, in, uh, you know, uh, mediums where it just doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Like a TV reviewer for Den of Geek. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you are a mover and shaper? Yeah, that's the thing. It's just that, like nothing sounds dumber than someone's like bad review mm-hmm. um and it's sometimes it's, you get like a sick satisfaction if you really dislike the show but like most of the time it's just like it's like bad writing because it's like the lowest like yeah you could go to like anything and be like huh you know like <laughs> it's know, like yeah, yeah. just like look at everything and just feel like i it was a pathetic attempt yeah like, of it course it fell flat halfway through of course you could but again it's like what i try to remember sometimes is like you don't know what someone just experienced so That's why true. are like or why are you assuming as a performer looking at an audience member that like you are entitled to whatever yeah it could be the best show in the world someone could still hate it for god knows yeah why. that's true i was thinking about that i was like you know if like a someone if an actor saw me and then it saw that i disliked the show it's like maybe i loved them but like mm. dislike things about the show you yeah. know what i mean like all the actors were great. Yeah, if you read any of the reviews of the Twilight Zone, it's that's what all the reviews say. It's like, yeah, all the performances are awesome, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know. But they didn't like the writing. 
Yeah, they don't like, you know, I guess the, yeah, the premises or the writing. Um, apparently he, none of these he's written and directed. Those oh, really? episodes are still remaining to be seen. I think five through eight are him written and directed. Whoa. Which um, is interesting why they did it that way. This is turning into a Jordan Peele podcast. Yeah. So shit, yeah, I don't know. It's also 826. I know. Um, do you have anything else to say? I about still the have so line? much more to say about oh, the chorus you do? line. Go for it. Um, but I don't know. I thought we were winding down. Uh, well, we should soon. Um, you said it'll come in around nine. I mean, I have it until nine. Okay. Um, maybe we could do another fifteen minutes. Okay. Um, but that's a good point. When I'm seeing the actors after the show, I'm like, hey, look, maybe I thought the show was made me sad. Mm-hmm. And I have to go home now. Yeah. You don't know that. You don't know. And it's like, you don't get to, like, just be in my life now. Because <laughs> I watched you on the stage. Yeah. Because that was you. I came in not knowing what everybody was going to do and talk about. <laughs> and, like, you did your own thing. You did this to me. You did this to me. <laughs> yeah. And now we have this feeling. <laughs> but I remember when I was young, I was like a shark. And I would go to the stage doors and stand in line. Oh yeah. With my pamphlet and have the the stars sign it. You talking about shows? Stage door. Stage Broadway door. shows. Oh really? Yeah, I went and I did that. Wow. With what show? Uh, everyone I could. <laughs> I got uh, I did the next to normal cast several times. Oh really? I did. Um, I saw. Lacage on Broadway on Broadway mm. with uh, Kelsey Grammer. Okay, and I shook his large dry hand. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> and, his um, hands are so dry. His hands are so dry. Oh my God. And his voice is so deep. Oh. And he is not a nice man, but he was. <laughs> he was. He shook my hand. Um, killed that. Killed that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just that's. <laughs> Folks, we're not uh, advocating for patricide. It's true. Oh, boy. This is a dangerous <laughs> podcast. We would never kill Dad, so it's okay. Um, But that's a whole scene, that stage door mentality. People oh, yeah. Really get into that. And, you know, Patty is spoken out against that. Act- she wants to act- go home. Actors and actresses, on the flip side, they're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't why should why it'd be better without us yeah but anyhow so the chorus line here's another thing about it so you watch all these characters do their fucking songs and it's like you know i was saying how they have like at oh god how they have like adjective nouns in the old musical comedies yeah um well the gimmick of this show is like oh now we got like 17 adjective nouns (laughs) um and so they you get to see like their adjective and noun it's like they kind of like introduce themselves one by one and you get to see it pretty much um and there's like, um, hi, I'm like gay and I'm Jewish. <laughs> gay, Jew, adjective noun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's like, oh, one, one of my favorites because it really tied me back to Follies is that there's a Phyllis of the show. Oh. Like the, um, the like rye, old, like a Joanne, like the rye older woman who's like, she's like older, but she's like actually really young. 
Um, but she's like, I have so much experience and like my ex-husband's blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And she's like, I've had six rum and cokes this morning, blah, blah, blah. And she's always got like a, a retort and she's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she's got a fucked up childhood. But she's ready to uh, to do it, to just uh, to get on with the show. Oh, to just ex- just do it. Just do it. Just let's just do it. And wow. she's like a Phyllis, hmm. that kind of character. Okay. And I I wanted to think about that character because that's a that's a um, there's like a lot of like these shows are full of like male like fantasy characters. Right. Like it's like a like someone who was like a teen in the fifties. Like they're like fantasy of like like what would be like really hot or something. <laughs> Just like this, oh, she's like, um, she's like, she like really gets it, um, and she, and she like sees through all the bullshit, but she's like still like, totally like down to be a part of all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like there's also like this kind of fetishization of like broken women. Yeah, or like <laughs> totally that they're like knowing but broken. Yeah, or no, just it is anything like, but and broken. It is like the Arthur Lawrence, like the ins- the insightful stripper, like yeah. you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, you wouldn't have expected this, right? But like <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But she's got all these feelings, you know? And guess what? It's here for you. Guess what, Laura Benanti? It's okay to be a stripper. Who's Laura Benanti? She played uh, Gypsy Rose Lee. In the original? In the Patty movie. Oh, yeah, she's good. Yeah. Laura Benanti. Good job, Laura Benanti. I think that's their name. Laura Benanti. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's some pretty cringy adjective nouns. Um, there's like a couple of noteworthy cases. Uh, there's... I think her name is Connie, um, who is her adjective noun is small Asian, oh, pretty okay. much. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, like, so I'm like Chinese and I'm like very short and everybody thinks I'm so young and they think I'm like a young boy. And that's like, that's her whole thing. Oh, okay. So she's like a nobody's figure. Yeah. Nobody's? Anybody's? Nope, anybody's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but like hearts. but even like but double down on like the uh outsiderness because she's like oh right i don't know yeah, it's like it's true. so weird it's like one of those parts that's like it's like written for like an asian actor you know what i mean so yeah. it's like it like um again the- this weird blurring of broadway lines where like you are holding a light to you know like your the own obje- racism the objectification of things but then you are also you're casting. Like doing it the you most you <laughs> have to cast like in the same the same thing i thought about full monty is like yeah the problem with the show is that there are these types right there's the fat guy and then yeah. there's the black guy and then yeah. there's the gay guy and it's like well uh you know this show is apparently supposed to be you know whatever this exploration of you know whatever masculinity and stuff but you still have to hire by that type so yeah. it's still like there is still again like you said previously uh, this objectification just because it's theater yeah because you're putting someone on a stage but and, like and just choosing to do it in such an obviously like shitty way like you know what i mean like the adjective nouns get shittier as you go along like if you're like mm-hmm. I don't know, like the fucking generic ass, like white protagonist is just like, um, you know, 
what is she? She's like a down to earth, uh, <laughs> fucking like she's got this. She's got like a you know troubled, and she's got like an attitude problem. But you know she's like actually you'll get it. <laughs> she's deep, man. You know. Okay. Um, but then there's just like small Asian, and then um, the black guy doesn't even like um his adjective is black yeah. and he's just black guy like he comes out and he like they're all introducing himself and he like says his name and his age and then he goes and i'm black yeah and it gets a big laugh and it's just like yeah dude but like i th- i uh, white people wrote it so it's still kind of gross like yeah. you know what i mean um, what there's mm. <laughs> it's like it's still gross like you're like like, no one's asking like the fucking actors how they feel about the parts. You yeah, know? that. Yeah, there, it's. I guess I'm trying to think of like a, a way that that is. The only way that that works 100 percent is if you're experiencing it on the level of like, okay, within this context, like, let's let's address like race in the audition room, right? Yeah. How is that viewed? Like, there is stuff I know just from, like, the opening scenes about people being, like, yeah, and, like, you know, Broadway is favoring, you know, POC or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're addressing these things. But, like, again, what level is the audience experiencing that laugh? It's the odd, the actor doing that in front of them. They're associating that with the actor. So yeah. it's the objectification of the actor, not, like the character you know what i'm saying also it's just like not really um like looked at like um like i think the easy way to address it would be like you could address that issue of Mm -hmm. like their identity in the casting process but but that's like tied up to the racism like that's built into broadway but also like i think it would help you like have a more sympathetic tone uh if you didn't have them be like a whole character, that's just like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, pretty much like every, like the, uh, black guy got like such little, um, of the, of the montage. And he was, he sang a song uh, called give me the ball. I think about playing sports. And, um, he sang about, um, he, I don't know. It was just, it was, (laughs) it was all just very much like, like he's black and like the music was like it was like it got like funkier when he was on the stage it was like fucked up it was like you know this is like kind of like you know a couple decades ago they would have just like had like a dude in blackface do this mm-hmm. like for real but now they could now they just are like well we need to like look more diverse anyway so yeah. um yeah but yeah so that's what that's what kind of like turned me off like to and to my sympathies mm-hmm. of the show uh because it is just like no, understandably, it's it's kind of just like this. It's being like a sight to behold for you, you know. Yeah. Um, and like this guy Zach. Okay, so I just want to say, director Zach, after he's talking to his wife, or Zach's wife, he's like bringing that nice little Paul, Puerto Rican guy. There's also there's like two Puerto Rican guys. Or no, there's like a Puerto Rican guy, Puerto Rican girl. Um, but they're all like pretty. They're all white passing. They're all like pretending to be Italian. Um, which is weird. And there's like all these weird uh, lines about like, um, oh, like, I can't believe you would pretend to be Italian. You know, like you would get great roles being like a hot like Puerto Rican on Broadway. Yeah. Like they love you. 
and it's just like i don't know it's just weird uh acknowledgement <laughs> thing <laughs> but yeah. um but then also yeah so paul is like when he's interviewing everybody the director guy he's like digging everybody deep right and paul's like hey man even in like a little monologue, side monologue before this, he's like, I hope the director doesn't ask me because I am not ready to talk about my childhood. Yeah. And um, then the director gets to him and he's like, all right, Paul, tell me about your childhood. And he's like, uh, 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 my, ch- my ch- childhood? I'd really rather not. And then uh, the director's like, what the fuck? What, what, tell, all right, now you got to cough it up, dude. Like now I know there's some fucking hot shit. And so he's like, no, no, it's going to like ruin my day if I have to like talk about this. And then... <laughs> director's like i don't give a fuck and so he like kidnaps him basically it's after he kidnaps his wife he goes and has larry round up paul and paul is like brought forth in front of him as he sits in the audience okay on a god mic (laughs) not a normal face-to-face conversation and he like is like okay what happened when you were a child and he's talking about like fucking you know deeply traumatic memories and that like are um very upsetting to Paul to, to relive. And the director is just like, no, keep going. Yeah. Like, it's just like, we're getting to the bottom of you, Paul. And then, okay. So he breaks Paul. All right. <laughs> Paul is a puddle of tears and he's just relived the worst parts of his life. And, uh, he's very upset. And then, uh, uh, Zach comes and gives him a big hug on the <laughs> stage. And then, uh, Larry comes back and he's like, okay, the kids are back. They want to play the show now. And so, um, then they all do a tap dance number, right? Uh, they and they're learning choreography, and uh, Paul uh, falls and it hurts his leg. Oh shit! And um, his friend is like, "Oh, this is like uh, an old injury, an old knee injury. He got his cartilage uh, surgery last year, and it's like it's a big deal mm. that it's hurt." And he's like, "No, it's all good. It's all good." But then they're all like, "Oh, like it's like when a horse." breaks its leg and it's like oh we're gonna have to shoot you uh-huh. yeah it's like that he's like oh no no look guys i could still be in the show and they're like no dude your career is over forever now uh-huh. like you will never dance again paul because uh-huh. it's like so it's fucking like ballet shit like throwing your body all around like yeah. you're out of the game you know dang you have to be a young man able-bodied and paul uh hurt his leg so they say what would you do if you hurt your leg or whatever <laughs> and you had to um not be in theater and then one of the characters goes I would just kill myself. And I get, I laughed because I thought that was a laugh line, but nobody else laughed. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, isn't that a laugh line? Like, wait, it, that's like the, that's like the lowest laugh line. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to laugh. <laughs> you have to laugh at that. But, um, they all sing what I did for love, which is about if they couldn't dance again, what I did for love which is like the most like self-aware hit maker song I've ever seen. Um, Cause it's just like, could be about anything. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, not a day goes by. Oh yeah. Uh, even though that song is not really like a huge hit or anything, but should be, should be, Love that song. but yeah. Or sending the clowns for that matter. Like it's just like general, like sentiment song. That's like, you could export this to some singers and yeah. they'll, they'll like do a good job with it. Uh-huh. Um, but so they do that song and then, and then they all put on their co- oh, and then so that he narrows them down to their final. There's they've been looking for four boys, four girls this whole time, so that he narrows them down to their final ones, and um, the rest of them get sent home. 
and they you know it's like oh hug hug each other like it's we'll see you in the in the afterlife yeah. and then they all go put on their costumes and they perform for the first time as a full cast of costumes in glittering identical suits and they do the song one which is like a classical campy musical theater hit and oh, it's yeah. actually quite a nice ending to the show yeah so there you go wow that's creepy the ending knowing that that song comes from that it is creepy and it's like one of those things where like um it's got a crazy memorable vamp yeah um you know it's like dum yeah um so like they they drop it sometimes like i think the first time they drop it is like in some dialogue and i gotta say like when they when that's done really well it's so nice because that's not like every opportunity you get that it's like um one i can think of is like it kind of reminds me of the waiting for the girls upstairs one where he's like um and it's not just the bad parts i remember it's the whole damn show yeah yeah Yeah. and and it's like it's like one of those things like someone says like a punctuating line and then like the vamp comes in and it's like oh you're like oh it's a big song now like just strap in because it's like you also know there's a happiness to it because you know it's the last song of the show Mm. so it's like you've watched the whole show congrats (laughs) and it literally is a curtain call because the whole cast gets out there even the ones who didn't make it and we see the completion of the choreography that they were doing uh that they were working on although i don't know it's it's weird because like again with the comparison to follies um it there is some pastiche in that they're like writing songs to be about a fictional musical so they're writing musical theater songs right um and there's also songs that are just the direct character to audience kind of songs um like too many mornings or whatever Mm -hmm. uh or uh roads too many roads yeah um (laughs) (laughs) yes both road longing for roads and morning roads roads mornings that's ben holes fast cars yeah baby let's go (laughs) um Um, yeah but chorus line's weirder i don't know chorus line sounds more like the 70s so thumbs down (laughs) fucking sucks and also i'm scared of casts don't come near me um when you see uh, the casts they all like you know you you talk to them for like a second you're not gonna know what they're talking about because they just speak in inside jokes they're just they're gonna you know they're just gonna be like samantha um <laughs> lucifer's vagina says hello and then they'll all laugh because they know what that if they're means they're talking to you but if well, they're talking no, but to if, each but other if you know the second they get back that's that backstage they're doing that oh so you don't even want to think about i don't that. even want to think about it i want it it's out of my sight <laughs> wow no but i'm that's i'm the charm of a cast being a part of a cast is i know all the, i know knowing all the little i i have a a secret uh secret never to be discovered resentment of the theater kids because I uh, feel like never to be discovered. We've already talked about it on like every episode. What I don't know what that is because we edit that out. Oh, yeah. So I at least I do. But when you do that, let me know. Okay, <laughs> I will. Cool. I will edit that out. I would hope that you would have the same. Yeah, I uh, edited all of it out. You edited when all you those parts. Bo- all I those did. parts. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, anyway, so I want to say this. What are we talking about? The chorus? The cast. Don't yeah. do it. They're all like, because that, what I was saying before, they're like psychic. They're like, 
they're all like you know they're able to like hum the same like thing I, okay <laughs> they, they, they could they're like twins you know it's like they're psychic you don't want to fuck with them they all have like energy together and like they could just take you over and that's the thing like when you hang out if you go to like i dare you to go to a cast party you know and like they all like have this like weird like actor energy coming off of them and they like you know they live in like a different reality where they're they're just like they think you're weird for not being like them (laughs) (laughs) but they're weird i know i just want to be invited to the party yeah but i don't want to go yeah no i'll say this with you know shows where like the showman now i feel like because it's more intimate we have a better relationship with the cast and stuff but yeah when especially when there's a bigger separation yeah uh, um between the uh cast and uh, i guess the orchestra that was what i'm thinking of perspective wise but um you're just thinking like generally yeah but um but yeah, I, I don't know if you can experience the inside jokes if you know what they're talking about then you're inside but if you're but not But if you've already done that then you're already compromised. It's too <laughs> late. Like you're already part of the problem. So you can't be trusted cuz you you've let these jokes into your heart and that's not okay. I didn't know you thought about this on this level. <laughs> well, all right, here's the thing. I, I was a part you. of the jokes. I yeah. was a part of the jokes and I think it was like stupid. Ultimately like I was young and I don't like um I don't like hate it like unnaturally. Like I recognize that I was like always like a dumber version of me like before now. Mm. You know what I mean? But like it is so stupid and it's ingenuous. Ingenuous? <laughs> Ingenious? <laughs> no, no. It's um it's not like uh forthright. Yeah, it's well, fake. It's yeah, kinda. I mean, it really is like fake it for this production, like whatever we need to get like the take. It's like the product is like you're laying your bodies down to like be part of the product, like whatever we need to get like the the take, you know. You know, you know, dude, uh, he danced in the rain, and then he got the fucking flu. Who? That's why they have unions. Fact. Who is this? Dunno. <laughs> dancing in the rain. What a wonderful feeling. No, you got that wrong. What? If the musical theater people haven't stopped listening already, that alone was singing in the rain. Dancing, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Maybe I do. How do you sing in the rain? How do you? Yeah, I hate that we got this deadline coming up. I have to go. My mouth is... Me too. I'm thirsty. I'm so thirsty. My mouth is dry. My mouth is dry too. You listen to the podcast, Sondheim Gold. You listen to the podcast, Sondheim Gold. Good job. Uh, I like you. Great chorus line. Great show. I thought, uh, try better. Just do a Sondheim next time. This is my closing thought. Think about if you had just done Follies or something. Because here's the thing. They're so talented and clearly like well funded. Like it was, they don't look like they're hurting, you know, for for uh, for funding. Donors. They probably they probably got donors, you know. Yeah. And so just do Sondheim shows. Where are the Sondheim shows? Yeah. Um. That's I think we talked about a lot of stuff this episode, but yeah. really the best solution is just do only Sondheim do shows. Do only because then you could just have 
great shows that everybody loves. Yeah. You don't have to do Sunday this, night. Okay. This fucking theater would do a great Assassins. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see an Assassins in Chicago. Anybody would. Anybody would. I... People would come from around the world. Do you think that show would be challenging these days? I thought about that. I mean, f- uh, why? Because people are worried about the shooting the president? That? Say N-word. They say the N-word. In the, John Wilkes Booth says the N-word. Um... Yeah, shoot president. Just guns in general. I think I pointing think, guns at an audience. Ultim- like, well, oh yeah. Okay. Ultimately, I think for me, John Wilkes Booth says the N word is like the only thing I really have question about. I don't feel like any like guilt about the shoot president or like whatever. Right. Because that's all like conceptually awesome. Yeah. Um, I just feel like as a as like um, I'd be fine with it if I went. I would go to see any. Yeah. I totally. Assassins. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of audiences would like be like d- perturbed by like just guns, just like pointing guns at people. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I maybe, yeah. Well, cause now we live in like the age of like mass shooters and shit. Yeah. 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 True. Which is like, uh, yeah, guns have a, con- but they always have had a connotation in America. Yeah. That's true. Like guns have always been killing machines, you know? That's true. I, I think just things are more exaggerated nowadays yeah this damn pc <laughs> <laughs> what?